1: Horse with a speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty Hyo Silver, the Lone Ranger. Let's go, big fella! Are you still there? All right. In the heart of the Rocky Mountains, two men sat beside their campfire on the south slope of Mount Redondo. They were shaggy haired, coarse featured men named Lige Wilson and Hobgates. They kept their eyes on their tin plates as they wolfed the noonday meal. Hobb finished eating, wiped his mouth on his sleeve, and asked him.
2: Elijah, where's that old Professor Higgins today? Yeah, you ought to know, Hobb. He's out looking at rocks, bushes, and snakes as usual. He never knows when it's mealtime.
3: I reckon most of these scientific fillers are a mite crazy. Yeah, I reckon so. Maybe we should keep closer watch on the professor. He might get hurt. But... <sighs> Who cares? Nothing will come of this prospecting trip anyhow. You know, he made a mistake when we took in the professor's apartment.
2: We needed a grubstay, Cobb, and he furnished it.
3: Yeah, and we put the agreement on record. The professor will get half of everything we find. That's the usual arrangement. The way to find gold is to hunt for it. Old
2: Higgins looks for everything except gold. He's a G... uh, What's he call himself? A G... Ah, That's it. He
3: studies rocks. He studies everything. Rocks, bugs, bushes.
2: Well, we're eating off the professor. That's something. Say,
3: Lodge, it was you who sold him the idea that there's a mother load of gold ore in the Malverdondo. Do you really think there is?
2: I did, Hob, for a long time. But this trip's just about finished me as a prospector.
3: I know the gold dust that panned out of the Redondo River in the old days must have washed down from somewhere around here. Yeah,
2: but hundreds of prospectors like us have looked for the gold without finding a bit of pay dirt. Yeah, I'm ready to quit. Hey, now. here comes the professor.
3: On the run. Appears like he's all worked up about something. Yeah, and yeah,
2: likely he's found a new kind of bug.
0: Lodge, Bob! Hey,
2: he's bringing a rocket.
0: Men. Men, look at this. I see it, Professor. It's a rock. Take a closer look. Hold it. Examine it. By
2: the eternal stars, that's quartz. Uh. Rotten quartz that's chock full of gold. Let's see, let's (laughs) see. Here, how Heft. It's rich. Yeah, it's heavy. It's gold.
3: This kind of ore will assay thousands of dollars to the ton.
0: Where'd you find it, Professor? Less than half a mile from here. I saw a lizard, a species very rare at this altitude. Never mind the doggone lizard. I followed the lizard. What about the gold? I'm trying to tell you. The creature disappeared in the crevice among the rocks. Yeah. While I examined its habitat, I came upon an outcropping of quartz. I knew from my... Where's magical... the outcropping? Due west from camp. The quartz projects from the top of a dry watercourse. It apparently had been uncovered by a recent landslide. Let's get going. Gentlemen, I believe I have discovered the richest ore deposit in Colorado. It remains only for us to stake and file our claim. Let's get it staked right now. Then we'll go to town and file it.
1: A short time later, after measuring and staking their claim, Professor Higgins and his partners stood admiring the gold-bearing rock that rose in a mound above the surrounding gravel. Hopgates Gates asked, Professor, what are you going
3: to do with your share of the gold?
0: I shall set aside enough money to enable me to continue my studies of nature. The rest will go into a foundation to support a western school it... of geology and mining. You're going to give your money to a school? Yes, the West needs men with a technical education to open its vast resources. Oh,
2: gone. I thought you were loco. Now I know it.
3: Yeah. To think that Lige and I spent half our lives looking for gold and you, a greenhorn, had to... Look!
0: It. Huh? Just look at that very rare butterfly. Oh,
3: a
2: butterfly. I, I must
0: know more about it. i am catching.
3: Mm. it. Well, the
2: boy... Now, I... look at that, Hob turning his back on all this gold to chase after a butterfly.
3: Well, just gold don't mean a thing to him. Don't seem so. My righteous claim should be all ours. Well, uh, We'd have found it ourselves sooner or later. I reckon so. Just for putting up the cash for grub, that professor gets half of all the gold, as much as the two of us combined.
2: That don't seem fair, especially when he don't appreciate it.
3: Just look at him over there, traipsing after a butterfly.
2: But, Hob... What can we do about it?
3: Shoot the old fool. Huh. Then we'd have the whole claim. You talk like a fool. Why? The agreement we signed back in the court city says that if one of us dies, the others gets his share of anything we find. That means the professor's half would
2: go to us. Yeah, but now we can't shoot the old goat. Why not? Our reputations are none too good and the sheriff knows it. If we go back to town without Professor Higgins... we'll have to tell a mighty good story of what happened to him. Then there'll likely be a search, and if his body's found... Yeah, Shabby. A bullet hole would be hard to explain.
3: Maybe it'd be better if he fell off a cliff. Yeah,
2: that is better. People are always getting killed by falls in the mountains... Even if we were suspected of killing them, nothing could be proved. Yeah. On the
3: down trail, there are lots of narrow ledges where a man could slip and fall to his death. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Especially with a little help.
1: When the professor rejoined Lige and Hob, the trio began the descent to their camp at the base of the mountain. The same landslide that had uncovered the mother load added to the dangers of the descent, and the professor, experienced in mountain climbing, insisted that the partners link themselves together by a rope. He took the lead, and Hob and Lige saw no opportunity to carry out their vicious plan until the three men paused on a ledge above a gorge over 200 feet deep. About 30 feet below them, the narrow trail to Quartz City ran along the face of the mountain.
3: Only a little farther to go, Professor. This ledge slants right on down to meet the trail along the gorge. Eh? Yes,
0: but is the trail along the gorge safe?
3: Safe enough. A lot of riders use it to reach Quartz City.
0: Once we're on it, we'll
2: soon reach camp and our horses.
3: And by tonight, we'll have our claim fired.
2: Professor! Professor! Look down there. Huh? There's another fancy butterfly. Where? Look where I'm pointing. Shake's alive. That sure is a fancy one.
1: While Lige held the professor's attention, Hobbs, standing behind his back, drew a knife and cut the rope that connected him to the geologist.
0: I still don't see the butterfly. Take a closer look. The, oh! Oh!
1: the crooks believed the professor's fall would take him to the bottom of the gorge. But unknown to them, he landed on the narrow trail his fall loosened a slide of shale that nearly covered him. The shale's
3: loose along here. I don't want to step close enough to the edge of the trail to look over. Look over for what? To make sure the professor went into the gorge. He might have landed on the trail.
2: If so, we'll see the body when we ride along the trail and we'll shove it into the river.
3: That trail's only about 30 feet below us. And we got to travel half an hour to get there. Well, let's
1: get going. Lige and Hob continued on the narrow, gently sloping ledge along the face of the cliff... until they reached the base of the mountain. Then they hurried to their camp in a nearby woods. While the crooked prospectors were packing their gear and loading their horses... which had been left in camp, the lone ranger and Tonto, en route to Quartz City for supplies... ...were riding along the trail between the base of the mountain and the gorge of the Redondo River. As they rounded a bend, they saw a pile of newly fallen shale. Bring in, tonto, oh. Oh. We
4: better dismount and make sure the trail ahead is safe. Uh, maybe more slide come, huh? Well, there's not enough shale to block the trail, but then... Toto, a the man. Ah, uh, almost covered by shale. Must have fallen from the ledge above. Clear away the shale while I see if he's still alive. Oh, him got rope tied round waist. Yes, I see it. Looks like he might have been tied to other mountain climbers. Ah. Wait. Now oh, he's alive. That's good. See, he doesn't seem to have any broken bones. Him Look at Ender Rope. It cut clean. So it is. None of it looks oh, at it. Oh, he's oh, coming my. too. Steady, oh. steady. Take it easy. Yeah.
0: A masked man and an Indian.
4: We're here to help you. Otto, bring me the first aid kit, then lead the horses past the shale. That mask... We'll discuss it later. Please lie still and tell me what happened while we bandage your cuts and bruises.
1: I'm sure you're not seriously injured. While his injuries were being treated, Professor Higgins lost all fear of the masked man and the Indian. He identified himself and told how he had been pushed from the ledge by his partners after the discovery of gold. You're lucky to be alive.
0: It was not such a long fall.
1: No, but you
4: might have rolled over the edge of this trail and dropped about 200 feet into the gorge.
0: Oh,
2: oh, okay, yeah. Me here, horses.
4: Yeah, it's just around the bend. Someone on way to Quartz City. There they are.
2: Oh, 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 oh. Mashman! Lodge! Lodge! Hob, you murderers! There's Higgins alive.
4: You too. Put your hands up. A
2: gunslinger. I'll show you. Oh, my hand. He smashed my gun. Drop your gun.
4: Yes,
0: yes. Don't shoot. I dropped
4: it. Now, both of you dismount. Pick up the guns, fellow. me gun. Uh,
0: you, you fiends, you would-be murderers.
4: So you're the man who tried to kill Professor Higgins. No,
0: that's not true. It is true, and you know it. While Lige pretended to show me a butterfly... You cut the rope and pushed me off the ledge. Ah,
3: look, partner, you got it all wrong. After you fell, we came here as fast as we could to try to help you.
2: That's right, Professor. You can see we even brought your horse for you.
3: I saw
4: the rope. It was a clean cut.
3: Well, a, a stone must have done it. Some pieces of shale are sharp as knives. Hob, you pushed me. Professor, I slipped and bumped into you.
0: How can you say otherwise? You didn't see what happened. We wouldn't try to kill you. You're our partner. Well, I'll not be your partner for long. I intend to sell my share of the claim.
3: Well, no matter what you do later, we've got to get to town and file on the claim. As it is, we'll be lucky if the masked owl hoot don't try to take it away from us. He's my friend. Then tell him to put up his gun and return ours. There's no need for hard feelings.
0: You tried to murder
3: me. Get over that idea, Professor. You can never prove it. The Lord laugh at you.
4: Professor, this man's right about one thing. You must register your claim. We'll go with you to town.
1: The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger adventure. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments. to continue though lame and badly shaken professor higgins was able to ride it was well after dark when the five men reached quartz city Toto accompanied the professor lige and hob to the office where claims were registered but the lone ranger stopped at the sheriff's office at the edge of town to speak to his friend sheriff matt clark (laughs) sheriff clark listened to the lone ranger's report of the attempted murder then shook his head slowly and said,
4: I don't know if anything can be done. It's the professor's word against the prospectors. There are two of them. Sheriff, I'm convinced that Hobbin Lodge tried to murder Professor Higgins. Mm, so am I. Proving it in court's a different matter. But well, Here's the rope. Wouldn't you say it had been cut? Mm. It's been cut, no doubt of that. But a jury would have to admit it could have been cut by snagging a sharp stone. I see your point, Sheriff. There's no use trying to bring charges against Hob and Lodge. That's the tough part of trying to serve justice. Many's the time I've known a man to be a crook. I had to let him go scot-free because I couldn't do it. Well, Toto and the professor are back. Is your claim registered, professor? Yes, yes. Well, how do you feel?
0: Lame, but otherwise all right. I'll be as good as new by tomorrow.
4: Toto, did you return the prospector's guns?
0: Ah, uh,
2: they make plenty friendly. Say, them get room in hotel, then celebrate in cafes.
0: They had the audacity to invite me to celebrate with them. Uh, sheriff Lige and Hobb tried to murder me. I
4: I told the sheriff all about it. Oh. That's right, Professor. I'd have those crooks in jail right now if I saw any hope of making a case against
0: them. But Well, they'll not have another chance to kill me. I intend to sell my interest in the claim. Yeah,
4: that'll probably protect you, but it's likely to be a death warrant for the man who buys it. That gives me an idea. Yes? I'd like to offer myself as bait in a trap to catch Lige and Hobb. Oh, what do you mean? Professor, you've let it be known that you intend to sell your interest in the claim. I I do intend to. Would you assign your interest to me uh, temporarily? To you, sir? i disguise myself as an Easterner who had bought your share... And the crooks would have to accept me as their partner. You figure they'd try to kill you just as they did the professor. Yes. You'll be taking a big chance.
0: Not if you're nearby, Sheriff, to catch the crooks in the act. Your plan sounds feasible. I'll give you title to my share of the claim.
1: After a further discussion of the plan, the sheriff brought a lawyer to his office, and the necessary papers were prepared and signed. Later that evening, the Lone Ranger, disguised as one of the eastern speculators, frequently seen in the mining area, entered the cafe. Hob and Lige were surrounded by a group of excited men who listened to their story of discovery.
4: I'm looking for Hob Wilson and Lige Gates. Yeah, that's us? Oh, yes. You look just as the professor described you.
3: I'm Hob and this is Lige.
4: Who are you? <laughs> I'm your new partner. Ah, uh, what? Oh, this paper explains everything. I've uh, taken over the professor's interest in the gold claim. He lied. Is that what the paper says?
2: Yeah. According to this, our new partner's name is Justice.
4: I hope you have no objections.
2: No. But we had a partnership agreement with the professor.
4: There's my witness signature showing I accept the terms of the agreement.
2: Oh, sure enough.
4: I but... suppose you want to
3: see the gold claim. Of course. We're going there in the morning to start moving the
1: service warm. I
4: understand you're staying at the hotel. That's right.
1: I'll meet you in the lobby at 7. Continuing his role as an Easterner, the Lone Ranger went to the room he had rented on the first floor of the hotel. He sat in the darkness near the open window until nearly midnight, when Toto appeared. After the Indian had stepped silently into the room, the Lone Ranger closed the window and drew the shade. Have you anything to report, Tonto? Uh,
2: me watch crooks like you say. Them leave cafe, go to hotel room.
4: And their rooms on the opposite side of this building.
2: Uh, me know that. Me go near window. It open a little bit, so me hear what them say. What did you hear? Crooks talk of gold claim, then talk of way to kill you.
4: Are they planning to push me off a cliff?
2: No. Hobbes say that not sure way. lied say, plenty time, Easterner get killed by blasting powder.
4: Mm-hmm. Murder with blasting powder would be practically impossible to prove.
2: That's why crooks plan that way.
4: All right, Toto. Tell the sheriff what you've learned.
2: Uh, Kimus Hobby. Yes? How we follow you. We follow close see us.
4: Right. Toto, you and the sheriff will have to wait for at least an hour before you start. How we know where you go. Take Professor Higgins with you. I'll try to leave trail signs. But if you don't find them, the professor will know where to go.
1: The following morning, the disguised Lone Ranger rode out of town with Hob, Lige, and two pack mules. An hour later, the sheriff, Tonto, and Professor Higgins rode in the same direction. They were near the foot of Mount Redondo when the unpredictable naturalist saw a dragonfly and cried out, Look at it! A new species of fly unknown to science. Oh, it's just fly. Hold on, Professor. I must
0: have it! It's gone now. No, no, I see it. I'm going after it. Get up! Wait! You're not going away! Come back here! Come here!
1: But the professor, forgetting his bruises, his gold claim, and his mission, was gone in pursuit of a dragonfly. It was noon when the lone ranger and his companions reached their destination and unshouldered the heavy packs they'd carried from the base camp where the mules and horses had been left. They spend considerable time examining the gold claim before Hob and Lige unpack the supplies, including two cans of giant powder and a coil of fuse. We'll
2: eat, then start to work. That's a good idea. Uh, Mr. Justice, if you'll get the water, Hob and I'll start the fire going. Where'll I find water? Uh, about a quarter mile from here, just past those red rocks over yonder. You'll see the spring when you get there. Uh, here's the canteens. Right. While he's gone, we'll plant the powder and be set to get rid of him when he gets back. How we make sure the Easterner's near the blast? Watch for the chance to knock him out with your gun barrel.
1: Then we'll drag him close to the powder. While returning from the spring, the Lone Ranger saw no sign of his friends, but knew they'd had ample time to reach the vicinity and assumed they were waiting and watching from the concealment of a nearby gully or boulder. He had no idea they were at the foot of the mountain, watching in anger as Professor Higgins approached with his captured dragonfly. When the Lone Ranger rejoined Hob and Lige, he saw a fuse projecting from a crevice in the rocks.
2: Well, I see you have the powder buried. Yep. Uh, Pour some of that water into the coffee pot, will you?
1: Yes. The Lone Ranger knew that the crucial moment was at hand. His mind raced as Hobb moved to a position behind his back. To defend himself would mean frustration of the plan, and the crooks might remain free to kill a future partner. He heard a sudden movement and instinctively dodged. Hobb's gun barrel struck a glancing blow, but one that knocked out the man called Justice. He nearly dodged me, but I got him.
2: Good work. Now drag him alongside the rock next to where the powder's planted. Right. Is a fuse all set to light? Yep, that'll do See if he's got any cash That's a good idea
1: Greed burned in the eyes of Lodge Who saw the chance to become sole owner of the rich claim Standing behind Hobb, he raised his gun And brought it down hard <coughs>
2: <laughs> The blast might as well kill two men as one Hob might have squealed anyway. I couldn't be sure of him. There, it's lighted. Now to get away from here.
1: Light ran far to the protection of a boulder, then waited for the blast. Meanwhile, the lone ranger struck only a glancing blow, regained consciousness. He saw Hob lying nearby. Then within arm's reach, he saw the burning fuse. Fuse, powder, blast. Grim peril swept the cobwebs from his brain. He pinched out the fire at the end of the fuse, then sat up. Toto, the sheriff, where are they? What happened to Hub? Lige waited many times as long as it should have taken the fuse to reach the powder, then moved cautiously back to find out what had gone wrong. He saw the two men lying as he had left them, and the fuse, cold and only partly consumed.
2: It went out. No wonder the blast didn't go off. There's plenty of
1: fuse left.
2: I'll just light it again. There.
1: Don't move. You're covered. Yeah, well, I'll show you. As his bullet smashed the crook's half-drawn gun, the Lone Ranger leaped to his feet. Now it's your turn to take it.
2: No, wait. One more. No, wait. Don't hit me again.
4: Stay there on the ground. Try to get up and I'll shoot.
2: We gotta get away. The fuse is burning. It'll fire the blast. There he is. He was having... You're just in time. Settle this somewhere else, that fuse. Don't move. Are you all right? Yes. The sheriff will be blown up. That fuse is burning to powder. Lige,
4: listen to me. Hob is dead. Who killed him? we got to get away. I don't want to be suspected of killing him. So you're going to tell the truth before you move. I'll talk later. That fuse. Who killed Hobb?
0: I didn't mean to. I hit him on the head the same as he hit you. Only harder. I didn't mean to kill him. You meant to kill us both with powder. I did I. I, I, oh, oh. I, I say, what's happened to him?
4: Fainted. Probably from fear. You say, that fuse is burning close to the crevice. I removed the powder, Sheriff. The fuse is harmless. I'll tell you later how it all happened. The main point is, did you hear Large confess to the murder of Hobb? Yes. And I'll handcuff the critter while
1: he's asleep. That evening, the Sheriff called at Professor Higgins' hotel room. He found the scholarly man seated at a desk and greatly preoccupied with books and a mounted dragonfly.
4: Professor, I brought back the paper you signed giving Mr. Justice your share of the gold claim.
1: Oh, oh, that.
4: You'd better tear it up.
0: Please do that, Sheriff.
4: Hub is dead, and Lige will hang for murder. That makes you sole owner of what appears to be the richest gold claim in Colorado.
0: I shall build a school in the West. With trained men, we may find further wonders, like this dragonfly.
4: Oh, that... Dragonfly.
0: I've checked the books. I'm sure it's the only one of its kind in existence. Sheriff, because of that, I propose to name it The Lone Ranger.
1: This is a feature of The Lone Ranger Incorporated, created by George W. Trendle, produced by Trendle Campbell Muir Incorporated, and directed by Charles D. Livingston. Tonight's drama was written by Fran Stryker. The part of The Lone Ranger is played by Brace Beamer.